The NFL trade deadline is looming. Which teams will be buyers? Which teams will be sellers? We'll get into that. Plus, the AFC North. Is it the best division in the NFL? You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. I'm James Rapine along with Chris Carter. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's get right to it because as we record this late Tuesday, and this is a Wednesday edition, but late Tuesday, the Trade deadline less than one week away, Chris. And it's uh ooh, it is heating up a bit. You had the Kevin Bayard trade, you've had multiple trades, wide receiver switching homes, Mikael Hartman going back to Kansas City. We've seen Van Jefferson get dealt um in some other trades as well. Let's identify the biggest buyers, the biggest sellers at the deadline. Who do you think? And I'll let you start, buyer sellers. Who do you think? is the biggest on either side that stands out the most with the deadline looming. Well, the, the Eagles, of course, we talked about this on, on yesterday's show, uh, you know, for the, for the Tuesday episode here on locked on NFL, but the Eagles are already big buyers here yeah. uh, as far as, as far as filling, filling this out. I have to think maybe a team like the Ravens could be a, could be a big buyer here because the Ravens are five and two. They just beat down the lions there's people out there saying they should they could have they should be seven and zero right now, and the Ravens like they they're a good team and we'll talk about the AFC North in a bit here, but part of me wonders if like you're the Ravens you're looking at the Dolphins and the Chiefs in the AFC and you're like man we need some we need more firepower or we need more defensive ability, defensive weapons to stop their firepower I think they could they could be a team that could be a buyer I think one team that might consider being a buyer is the Bills because right now. They, if the playoffs were to start today as it is, they'd be the seventh seed right now, and that was not mm-hmm. supposed to be the case this year. This was supposed to be, you know, the, the, their year. They've been dealing with some injuries. Maybe the Bills can can try to do something if they want to make this. I, I think because I've been saying for a little bit, their window of this this core that's built around Josh Allen is running out of time to score big and finally win the Super Bowl with, with, with him uh, before they have to revamp everything. And that'll take a few years at least when they start to lose guys like Stephon Diggs, like Tredavious White, uh, Matt Milan. They, they can't keep all their all their stars and certain guys are aging out. I could see either of those teams being, being a big player here, the Baltimore Ravens or the Buffalo Bills. As far as sellers, I, I think we've seen some of the indications of which teams could be selling. You know, the Broncos have kind of, you know, put a put a white flag out there at times, though they were able to pull off an upset over the Packers this past weekend. But I would imagine the Broncos are still trying to be sellers right now. Um, I would look at teams like the Cardinals, who they've made it no mm-hmm. secret that they're willing to get rid of uh, get rid of talent right now. Maybe not long term guys, but guys who you could probably see as helping right now. I wouldn't put it past the Panthers, even though they're building with a young quarterback and Bryce Young. Um, you know, the, the Bears are another team that who knows what they're looking right right now. But I think that there's there's a lot of these teams out here who are on the cusp of being competitive. 
or, or on the cusp of being a, the dominant team in their in their conference that could use some extra firepower. And I think there's quite a few teams being that should be to be willing sellers to give them some of that firepower. No doubt about it. I, I think this year there's a very clear as as muddy as it is. I think there's very clear sellers that are you have no chance, and there should yeah. be a lot of buyers, and and there should be teams willing to throw around draft picks. I, I'll just spitball real quick here. I think the Patriots are. It, it's time to sell city. Oh, they agree. need to sell, sell, sell. Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki. They should be going somewhere. I I, I don't know where exactly. But you can't stay here in New England if I'm Bill Belichick. And 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 that's it. I mean, both guys are in contract years. Why not get something for both of them? And it, it's it's interesting because if if I'm them, I look around. Maybe the Dolphins are in the tight end market. Well, they're familiar with Mike Kosicki. They would be. Who cares? Who, who cares if it's in division? It doesn't matter if you can get a fifth rounder, let's say. The Jets. Dalvin Cook should not be a New York Jet yeah, a week from now. He, he just shouldn't. What's the point? That, that doesn't mean that they're tanking. It just doesn't work there. Brees and I'm Hall sure there's going to right be now. a team. Yeah, there's going to be a team interested in him, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so those are some thoughts on the, the AFC East. We'll talk about the AFC North. To me, all four teams should be buyers. I agree. All four teams. It, because I see a scenario where you could make the case that all four teams could win the division. And if that's the case, why would they not all be buyers and that's the part of this where i'll talk about the team i cover the bengals never make deadline deals they traded deadlap a few years ago to the seattle seahawks he was disgruntled it's a big part of why they traded him they're they're just they they don't do it before that they didn't acquire a player mid-season since 1972 it'd been that long and and they got bj finney back in that deal but my point is they never do this they should And, and they should because what if the Ravens add a piece or mm. or the Steelers add a piece and it's someone that you're targeting, whether maybe it's a defensive tackle or a tight end running back. Those are the three needs I've identified for the Bengals. But like the Browns could be in on at least two of those three, certainly running back with the issues they've had. They're aggressive. I think they're going to try to add a receiver. And, and when you have these aggressive GMs, Andrew Barry comes from that Eagles tree. You, you have to be aggressive as well. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. Let me give you a team, though, Okay, that is kind of, kind of hovering. Two teams, really. Should the Colts be sellers or buyers? And should the oh. Texans be sellers or buyers? And I'll give you an example. The Texans, <clears throat> they're 3-3 three and three right now. Dalton Schultz signed a one-year deal. He's helping C.J. Stroud, there's no doubt. But he probably has value on the trade market. Is it buy, sell? Do you just hold if you're the Texans? What do you do? If I'm the Texans, I'm still hanging on to pieces. Uh, you know, CJ Stroud is working. I'm letting him work right now. Um, this is right now. You're three and three. You're, you're like a, a, again. If the playoffs were to start today, you'd be the eighth seed. You'd be the first, the first team out of the AFC playoffs. I'm holding on to that. I'm letting this team work and build because if I'm if I'm D'Amico Ryan's, I want to see what this team can do down the stretch. I don't want to sell away pieces and then not know how good this team could have developed into something. Uh, and then after that, then when you get a cusp of, hey, how good is C.J. Stroud? Not just in a, in a few games here and there, but after he's played an entire season and teams have started to adjust the things that he likes to do. And then how does he counterbalance that? 
I would say that the, the Texans, they, they should be, maybe if they're not buyers, just don't be sellers unless, you know, unless you're getting a crazy deal for someone, but keep building with your guys as is the Colts though, as competitive as they look at, you know, with Gardner Minshew in that Browns game and how they, they beat the Ravens, they blow off some upsets If Anthony Richardson's really your future. You should be sellers right now. You should be finding a way, you know, this, this is, he's not coming back this season. You know, it'd be great to see that, but you're not going to see Anthony Richardson develop this year. So sell some pieces off, get some more draft capital and then make it, make it so that you can build for the future in a, in a little bit here. And, you know, other teams that could be in the mix there as far as the selling department. You know, I look at teams similarly to the, these two, the Commanders. They're three and four. They've had some ups, but they've hit some serious downs right now. And you even have guys like Jonathan Allen, who I think a lot of people would like to have in the middle, middle of their defensive line. He's <laughs> yes. cussing up a storm on, on, on local television about how bad the team is right now. And it's like, you know, when you hear guys doing that, you, you you have a question. Are they just that, are they just really passionate? Are they just really frustrated right now? Or are they, you know, like get me out of town frustrated? And that's where you start looking around is who is the most I don't want to be here out of anybody. You know, I, I you know, the one guy that keeps getting brought up, I think because people want to bring him up. I'm not sure if there's any actual uh su- substance behind this, but Patrick Sertan with the Broncos, that would be a guy, you know, last year you talk about about deadline deals and who makes them. Last year, the Baltimore Ravens went and got Roquan Smith, and man, did that, yes. did that did that add a serious piece to the defense? Imagine if the Ravens went and said, "We're going to get in Patrick Sertan and put him with Marlon Humphrey." Like you that, should. that 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 would they be should. insane, and they should. If they do that, it's a great move. And all of a sudden, like I'm looking at the Ravens, like not just as good playoff favorites that could win the division, they're in the Super Bowl conversation, and it's just like, man, th- something like that could be on the horizon for one of these big AFC teams or NFC teams. I want to stick with the trade deadline conversation for just one second, and I'm going to throw a name, a star, a bigger star than Patrick Sertain that needs to be on a different roster a week from now. We will get to that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And the best part, you get killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. And you can check out the view from your seat before you buy and get their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, which with the NBA starting i'm a big nba fan you never know when you should get tickets who's going to be playing who's not with the load management game time is the perfect option obviously it's the perfect option for nfl fans out there right now and you can download the game time app and create an account make sure you use code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off your first purchase again that's code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n NFL locked on NFL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back here on the locked on NFL podcast. It's the Wednesday edition with James Rapine and myself, Chris Carter, James, Let's 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 stick with this with this this uh, deadline target talk before we get to the AFC North again here. We talked a lot about the AFC teams that, that, that could be buyers What's the biggest NFC team that needs to be a buyer right now? The Eagles just showed their buyers. They went out and got Kevin Byard, and they were able to get, bring bring him in, a Philly guy. 
is going to add to their secondary and give them another weapon there. The Niners, you know, we were just talking the last show about how, you know, could they be on fraud watch after the after back-to-back <laughs> losses to a a PJ Walker-led Browns team and Kirk Cousins in prime time? Uh, should they be a team that should be considering being buyers right now, or is there another NFC team that you're eyeing that says, "Hey, you need to be making big moves"? The Cowboys. Ooh, I don't think I like they have. I don't think they have enough. And so, can you get enough? Is there enough out there? I, I don't know what it'll take. I, I don't know the exact deal. But to me, the Cowboys are the team you look at them and you say, all right, can you add another piece? And it's probably on offense. It's probably another weapon. And maybe Brandon Cooks just continues to emerge. He had a touchdown a couple of weeks ago and gets more comfortable. Maybe add a a running back um, to to just bolster that backfield a bit with Rico Dottle kind of holding up that second spot behind Tony Pollard. But I, I think it's the Cowboys. Is it a different team for you that stands out? And then I gotta I gotta pay off my tease because there's there's one star that has to get moved. I don't think it's to the Cowboys. Otherwise, I would tie them together. But before that, what NFC team do you think should be buying? You know, I, I look at this and I, I think it needs to be the Lions. The way that you just got destroyed mm-hmm. by the Ravens. Not that you should hit any panic buttons, but the Lions have something going right now. And I, I think they could use some investments to figure out maybe some more things on offense. They could add another defensive weapon, maybe in the secondary uh, to, to make big plays back there. But right now the Lions are holding on to the two seed at five and two, uh, right behind right behind the Eagles and tied with, with the Niners right now. If, if I'm the Lions, I'm looking around, I'm saying like, man, like Philly's getting stronger. Maybe Niners are faltering. Let's capitalize on this, keep building so that we're not just winning the NFC North, which it looks like they will do, but you're also bouncing back in a in a strong way and you'll be when it comes to those big games and you get to play the the Eagles or the Niners or even the Falcons who are a division leader right now you're not you're not running into problems like you did against the Ravens all right time to pay it off the star the all pro arguably the best wide receiver in the league Devontae Adams should not be on the Raiders and they should absolutely trade him I know there was a report last week that they're not going to trade him that's a mistake He's on the wrong side of 30, and you guys aren't close to winning. You're not even remotely close. You're not even in the top 10 in the AFC. And sorry, yeah, trade Josh Jacobs, fine. It's not going to cost much to get him, especially with his deal. But Devontae Adams, well, now you have everybody's attention. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs will be bidders. A lot of the AFC North will be bidders. A a lot of... The AFC will be bidders and oh, the NFC, you better believe the Packers are going to make that call just because I think there would be a lot of teams in the mix. Could the Jacksonville Jaguars get in the mix? Could the, I mean, I mean think about it. Would the San Francisco 49ers make the call just to see? Man, man. I think, Dude, I think I'll give the Niners to Monte Adams. That'd be, th- I, <laughs> I'm just saying, but that's how these teams think. I think the Eagles yeah. would make a call. I think the Eagles would make a call. I think every okay. If the Eagles trade for Devontae Adams, someone needs. We need to all drive to Philly and just stop this. Like you know, like something's wrong here. You can't be doing this Broad Street. I don't care what you think about your Phillies. I know that you guys fight all the people that hate you and your fans. I went to Chain University. I'm used to you guys. But this enough is enough. You have the NLCS game coming up. You got all these other things working working your way. You don't need Devontae Adams, all right? You got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Be happy with that. Go frolic. You're running the NFC. You know, if the Eagles get Devontae Adams, I'm going on strike, James. <laughs> going on strike. I love it. You know what I would do? 
if I'm the Raiders, I would call the Panthers. See, I, GM James has got his hat on. And I would say we want your 2024 second round pick and your 2025 first round pick for Devontae Adams right now. Because they don't have a first in 2024. That's what I would say. Because they're desperate. And they don't have their first rounder, so they want to win now at 0-6. Devontae will be so furious. <laughs> I, but I, I would I would do it. What about a reunion? What if he yeah. goes what if he goes back to the Packers? You give him a shot there because they're probably desperate. Or yeah. you sent you send him to the quarterback that I, I think the rookie quarterback who's been starring the most and CJ Stroud with the Texans, give him a serious threat there. Yeah. Lock, no, I, I I think all of those teams should be in the mix because because he's still that good. Mm-hmm. And I, I could come up with proposals for for all of these teams from from the Steelers to the uh, to the Texans. I, th- that's the part. That's why I wanted to hit on this. I was like, man, I can't believe I didn't think about this before the show started. We started talking about buyers and it's like in sellers. Devonte Adams should not be a Raider in a week. He just should. I agree. And um, it, there are a lot of teams, including the Chargers. I mean, AFC West, like mm. in division, I, mm. I think they should be in the mix. The Chiefs should should offer. A one Kadarius Tony and another one like they they should they should offer a lot. The one thing that might be in the way of this Josh McDaniels if he's selling John I don't think Josh McDaniels got has got the lifeline left to survive trading away Devontae Adams and then waiting for another rebuild to happen in Las Vegas. If he if he trades away Devontae Adams they get worse. He's probably out of a job and then he and then it's gonna be someone else's house. Not that that should deter the front office of the Raiders, but I could see there being some mixed mixed inputs there about what they should do in that situation. No doubt. Yeah. If you're McDaniels, you want Devante because he's a stud. There's no doubt. And you're like, Oh, get rid of Hunter Renfro, but we want to keep Devante Adams. I get the logic. I also think that Josh McDaniels isn't close to winning and they could get a call for Devante right now. Um, Real quick, before we get to our week eight power rankings, the AFC North, you cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. I cover the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think this is biased at all. It's the best division football. I agree. It, they, you, you were hitting me with some stats. I felt like going into the season, it would be the best division. It, they got off to a rocky start, but you look up, all four teams are 500 or better. Mm-hmm. They've all won two straight, and uh, they find ways to win, and it's going to be a a wild ride covering the AFC North. They're 6-0 in the last two weeks. If you go back to the last three weeks, I believe they are – Six and zero, eight and one, and that one loss is the Ravens to the Steelers. So the only the only damage the division has literally done to itself in the last three weeks has been playing itself in you know a historic rivalry in that. And I guess all these rivalries at this point are historic because they've all been around for forever. But it's just I think it's it's something that you and I said this maybe a month ago when we were looking at the power rankings and we were like mm, these AFC North teams they're too low. They're going to keep getting higher. And, and we're seeing, you know, we're going to see in these power rankings just how much higher some of these teams are getting. But I, I, I was looking at this, just the fact that they're finding ways to win. And even the Browns, who, you know, you look at those last two games, there's a lot of people complaining, like, man, they shouldn't have won that game. That was the, the refs handed them. That was, that was a fumble at the end of the game, or this was a turnover. They shouldn't have had that chance. But the Browns are finding every which way with a guy at a temple named P.J. Walker eking out victories. Again, they were the first team to beat the Niners. They found a way to beat Gardner Minshew when he was red hot and the Colts were scoring all these random points 
out, out there. Those are the type of t- type of wins that if you're a, if you're a team that's struggling to struggling to figure out things and you're dealing with injuries, you're going to look back at the at the end of the season when everyone's competing for playoff spots and be like, man, good thing we pulled those wins out because yeah, sure we aren't the team we are now, but back when we were figuring out who that team was. We still found ways to get dubs, and that's what the Browns are doing. The Bengals are turning things things around right now. The Steelers, back-to-back wins, and they're getting to play a big game against the Jaguars this weekend. The Ravens just dusted the Lions. I think there's yeah, – I'm right with you. There's no division right now that looks more complete and competitive than the AFC North. No doubt. No doubt. And we'll see where the AFC North stacks up in our Week 8 power rankings. We will do that coming up next. But first, we want to remind you that this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier. Find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job, a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your personal network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun that you can have, winning up to twenty-five times your money on on anything during football season. You can just select two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and you've placed your entry. Prize Picks is a new fun daily fantasy game that you can play, and everyone needs to start playing right now. If you're big into fantasy sports, this is a way to get your daily fix by selecting individual player projections and making a simple decision whether they'll get more or less than their set number of stats on a certain a certain goal. The other gonna is, is someone gonna get, 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 more, get more sacks? Is someone gonna score more touchdowns? get more yards go for more yards catch more yards all those things you just say more or less between two to six players and you can be winning up to 25 times your money and prize picks offers a reboot policy which allows your entries to stay in place even if one of your players gets injured for nfl games and top 25 matchups in college football if you have a player who exits a game in the first half and does not return in the second that player is rebooted Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So play Prize Picks today. And if you play Prize Picks, it's not just the NFL. They have NBA, which starts up, which starts up this week. Major League Baseball, which is heading into the World Series. NHL, which is getting going. It's college sports and so much more. Download the Prize Picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Chris, let's get to our week eight power rankings and let's start with the number one team. Not a shock. The Kansas City Chiefs stay yeah. in the pole position. After what they did to the Chargers, makes a ton of sense. That defense is a problem. This is as good of a defense as I've seen around Patrick Mahomes, followed by the Eagles, which makes a lot of sense, and the Ravens making the leap after their dominant win over the Lions, the highest they've been all year, third in these rankings, followed by the 49ers, Dolphins, Cowboys, Jaguars, Lions, Bills, and Bengals to round out the top 10. It's interesting, man. I I continue to look at this. I think the Jaguars – they have a potential to sneak up really high. Uh, they got the, they got the game against the Steelers this weekend. They've been playing well. 
Mike Tomlin was praising their defensive front right now, not just Josh Allen, but also Javon Walker and saying like, hey, they've invested in those guys and they're tough up front. Trevor Lawrence is, is a smart quarterback. He's finding ways to win. Travis ATN's really catching on for this offense right now. Uh, Calvin Ridley and, and, and Christian Kirk, they are finding ways to, to make plays. And this is an offense that I think is clicking, a defense that's physical, um, they could be one of those teams that we weren't we were talking about maybe as a, as a light contender. They could become a serious contender if they keep it up right now with the way that they're playing. So I think that they are they are des- a deserving riser here. My question to you though, how much farther do the Niners fall before they start correcting things? Because they got your boys, the Bengals, coming up this week. This if the Bengals hand them a third straight loss, the Niners could be in a free fall, and everyone be like, why did we believe in this team in the first place? Yeah, I can already feel the. Just just listening to radio podcast mm-hmm. reaction, whether it's on the network or elsewhere. And man, it, it just feels like people are going to pick the Bengals to win this game. And I think it's a really tough matchup in general on paper for, for this team because of the 49ers and that pass rush. Now, the Vikings figured it out. I thought Kirk Cousins played great. And so it's 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 interesting because now you're seeing that Brock Purdy's human. He's not just going to go out there and, and be undefeated as back-to-back regular season losses. How do they respond? They're a little banged up right now. It's a short week for them. They are at home, though. I think they'll play better at home. So I, that is a a showdown between two teams that aren't where they expected to be. The Niners, they are where they expected to be overall, but two straight losses and the Bengals, they're trying to dig themselves out of a hole after starting one and three. So that's... Uh, that's one of the games of the week, no doubt. And I, I, I don't want to say the Niners will fall much more, but that's a, a battle between two teams in our top 10 for sure. Yep. Let's, uh, let's look at 11 through 20. Seattle dominated Arizona. They're 11. The Browns ugly, but it worked. They get a win over the Colts on the road. What a weird game that was. They're Indeed. 12th in our power rankings. The Rams 13th, followed by the Jets, Texans, Falcons, Chargers, your Steelers coming in at 18th, followed by the Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings. Man, Seahawks sticking right up there, right around the top 10 is very interesting. Yep. The Rams just hovering there. They, they, they lose to the Steelers at home, and they're hovering, they're hovering there at 13. That's very interesting. The Jets at 14, the Falcons at 16. And, and again, the Chargers. What when are we going to stop taking the Chargers seriously? Because they're still sitting here. They're what two and four right now. They continue to lose. Yep. And, they, and it's not just they lose the same way every time. They find new and more impressive ways to lose. Granted, this week with the Kansas City Chiefs, you're gonna lose to them no matter what. But this is I, I don't I don't see the charges here. I am I am glad to see the Vikings take a jump up because I, I said last week I was like, man, they're not gonna beat the beat the Niners. But after that, they got a, a nice road of uh, opponents ahead of them, and then they went and beat the Niners. So now they're in a position yeah. where if they could get back to handling their business, shout out to Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings and his chaos meter for for Kirk Cousins because he he points out when that guy is at his craziest. Sometimes it's why it's insanely good, but. Uh, if the Vikings can get on a ride here, they could put themselves in top 10 contention at the, by this time next month. Because like we said, we look you look over their opponents co- coming up this season and, and some of the things, especially after they just beat the 49ers. I look at the Green Bay Packers not playing well. Mm-hmm. The, the Atlanta Falcons, division leader, but I, the, 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 the Vikings got the superpowers to handle them. The Saints not playing well. Broncos not playing well. Bears not playing well. Then you got a bye week, and then you got the Raiders. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six games 
that if you're able to handle your business, just go five and one during that stretch, all of a sudden you're eight and five going into the final month of the season and you're playing well and you'll have Justin Jefferson back by then. I told everybody Jordan Addison is a bad man. He showed that on Monday Night Football. You know firsthand. You know firsthand. I, I, I got, put I that together. Him with one of the yeah, I didn't even think about it. I saw your tweet. And I'm like, oh yeah, you you know Jordan well, and he no doubt balled out for fantasy footballers everywhere, and uh, I'm sure he caused uh. some pain as well for <laughs> others. Let's uh, get to the final twelve of these power rankings. The Saints on the outside of the top twenty at twenty one, followed by the Colts, Packers, Titans, and Bears, and then you got the Commanders. The Broncos moving up a bit. The Patriots moving up a bit. And the last four teams, the Giants, Raiders, Cardinals, and hello, Carolina, Devontae Adams, his future team, 32nd, the Carolina Panthers. My man, Terod Taylor. I love that guy. I love he's always yeah. been competitive. You know, yep. whether you whether you stab him with a syringe into into one of his ma- major organs and he has to lose his starting job or whatever. That dude has always come back fighting. I salute that dude. That dude's a real footballer. He has found a way to go and go anywhere he is and find a way to compete and give his teams the best chance to win when he's on the field. Uh, so I appreciate that and what the Giants have put together with him. They almost beat the Bills, but they did pull off the win uh, this week against the Commanders here. Um, you know, the Commanders were a team in the first few weeks, James, that I was starting to think maybe there's something there. Maybe. And then I felt silly because then I was like, oh, wait, is this? I know Dan Snyder's gone. It's only been like a few months. So they, maybe we need to give them a few a few years to get the stench off of them there. Um, but I, I look at this list here. The Saints are a peculiar squad because I think they have a really good defense. I think Derek Carr, if he can figure some things out, not start, not yell at his receivers when he's throwing 50 yards past them, I think that they could be a team that could be competitive, especially with Alvin Kamara back. Is there a team yeah. in this, this bottom third of the NFL that we're talking about here on this list that you think climbs out of here soon, or are they all kind of just, hey, those are the bottom feeders? Yeah, I, th- I think the Saints are one. I-, I would say the Colts if Anthony Richardson were there. I, I yeah. think they would have won that game against Cleveland if he if he was healthy. Good point. It's it, it there there aren't many though. There really aren't. I, I think it is the Saints. Of these, I think the Saints are the one where you could see the roster, the defense. I do think Derek Carr has had better days, of course. You have the Chris Olave situation. I don't know if it's necessarily going to impact him on the field or his availability on the field with the the uh driving incident and, and the charges he's facing. So we'll see. But um, overall, I think that's really the only team. Like, I don't think the Packers really make a run. I'm punting on the Titans. I think they're sellers, and there's no one else really that makes sense. So, yeah, I think uh, the Saints go marching in uh, or marching on and, and maybe get back into the top 20 in the near future. Lots of, lots of teams here, I think, that uh, they're, they're kind of in the position where we talk about being sellers. They're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. They need to they need to sell their future right now, sell for their future right now. They need to be like, hey, let's 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 get let's let's reload up, get our chance to rebuild in, in the next few years. But again, you look at some of the top of you know in the middle and the top of these lists, I could see a lot of movers and shakers uh, making making a difference here uh, in the NFL with that trade deadline coming up, especially in that middle group. Maybe the Seahawks, maybe the Browns in their situation right now. You talked about Devontae Adams needing needing a new home. You know, that's a, that's a team that if you can get Deshaun Watson back and if you think that he could be the answer, maybe you just need another playmaking wide receiver across from Amari Cooper. Maybe that's a maybe that's a home for him there. Um, but 
I think there's there's a lot of interesting moves to go, to go around here. I still feel like we're in this position, James, in the NFL. There's still no – like the Chiefs are not like the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill and Travis, Travis Kelsey where it was just like, man, like you had to come on fire to beat that team when they, were at, when they were at their best. You know, there's no team that I feel like is like how Georgia was last year in college football. Not this year. I actually think they're kind of they're, – they're quite beatable this time or this year. But when I look around the NFL – I don't think there's this overly dominant team that can't be beaten by anybody. I, I think there's a lot of those teams that are on the cusp of being like that kind of a team that need to make moves. And I think you could say all four of the teams in the AFC North could be in that conversation. No doubt. No doubt. We will be covering it. There's no doubt about that right here on Locked On NFL. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Follow wherever you get your podcasts. Chris, this flew. This time next week, well, we will know if Devontae Adams is still a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. He shouldn't be. Raiders fans are going to hate me. For Chris Carter, I'm James Rapine. As always, thank you so much for listening to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL.